Welcome to Real Talk Podcast. I am Valerie Malone, Life Coach, Motivational Speaker. Real Talk Podcast is aimed to empower you to grow, learn, and create a life you love on your own terms. In this podcast, we bring experts worldwide to talk about their experience around health, relationship, career, and money mindset. In each episode, experts share their success stories and provide strategies, tools, and techniques you can apply in your life to solve in a specific issue that you may be facing. Be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment so more wonderful people like you can listen to this podcast. Today, my special guest is Allison. She is the founder of Raising Beauty, a company that dedicates to help overachiever professionals turn burnout into bold, beautiful, meaningful life that lights their soul and change their world. As a leader, mentor, facilitator, and a speaker, Allison has impacted thousands of professionals across the globe. Her clients' outcomes are greatly influenced by her business acumen and executive leadership that span a career of 25 years within two of world's largest enterprises. But it's her personal rise from burnout, deep spiritual journey, and reclamation of life after 40 that creates the magic, power, and inspiration that helps transform lives forever. Allison believes living as a greatest expression of you leads others to do the same collectively and igniting an energy that changes lives, the workplace, and ultimately the world. This is the concept she calls raising beauty. Hi, Allison. It's such a pleasure to have you in my podcast today. Thanks so much, Valerie. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a beautiful June day. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, I read, I read about you and we're, uh, we spoke before and you're such an amazing uh, person and you have done a lot in such a short amount of time in your life to help others and, and talk about the burnout and all that good stuff. But um, I want you to tell the listeners on your own word, what, do you, what is it that you do? In a nutshell, I have started a company that helps highly driven corporate professionals turn burnout into lives that are bold, beautiful, and joy-filled, ones that just light their souls, ones they are happy to wake up to every day, and ones that ultimately light the world. Because just as you um, so kindly said about me, I've done quite a few things, we are all here to do great things in this lifetime. And so often we get trapped in the heaviness of our responsibilities and obligations and expectations that sometimes don't even feel aligned with who we are in the first place. And in a nutshell, I just help people re-engage with who they are and how to show up in all their power. Oh, wow. That is so beautiful. And that's what I said. You're amazing. Uh, because we can sometimes 
get caught in life and doing the same thing over and over again. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because, and then we become this person that we hate ourselves and our job and everything else. And we're just like a hassle, just dragging ourselves to do things. So we're going to talk about later, but I want to start with what inspired you to start this? Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was 41 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't look like it, by the way. Oh, thanks. Well, I'm a little <laughs> older now, but thank you. I will give props to Estee Lauder companies. I, nice. I, work, I worked for them for 20 years and I still use their products. And so, um, but really? They, yes. They I always wanted to find a good products and I'm like, huh, I don't know what you, cause there's so many out there. <laughs> we can talk about that for sure. Mm-hmm. After, uh, after this, uh, broadcast. But um, so in a nutshell, I was 41 years old. I was a rising executive for the Estee Lauder companies. And I was trying to meet the demands of a high-performing career, high-performing organization. The truth is I was disengaged from my authentic self. And so I was chasing definitions of, of success and leadership that didn't quite feel aligned with me. And I was doing that for years and years, and I was doing it successfully. But mm. when other parts of my life started to bring pressure into my world, I was navigating a divorce. I had learned that my father was seriously ill. Um, there was a sudden death of a family friend. My own health was starting to come into question. All of that and my extreme level of perfectionism in which I showed up with all the time was just way too much for me to handle. I spread myself thin and I eventually burnt out. And I think for so many of us, we tend to operate at such a high level of anxiety constantly. We're not even listening to the signals of our own bodies and our own intuition that are constantly trying to shout to us Um, for our attention, helping us to see what we need to do for ourselves. But we operate at this level of extreme performance, almost as a badge of honor. I know for sure that was the case for me. How much could I squeeze into this hour? And then you felt so accomplished and proud of yourself for what you got done in that hour or that day or that week. Um, But chasing at a level like that really just is depleting. It's exhausting. It becomes frustrating. Um, I was not listening to myself. It was my own daughter, who at that time was six years old, just looked at me one day and said, Mom, I don't want to have your life when I grow up. Wow. Yeah. So I think that was the moment. It was almost like a smack in the face where um, I, I actually remember excusing myself from that conversation, I went into the bathroom and I think I cried for about a good Aww. 10 minutes, just saying to myself, what are you doing? You're working so hard to do everything right and everything just feels so wrong. And um, I think it was that moment that just sent me on a path of um, discovery of myself, just reconnection. I, I signed up for therapy just to learn how to deal with the stress and anxiety a little bit better. Um, And from there, it's just so funny how one decision, one change is the catalyst for so much more. That just sent me on a path of wellness I never would have entered for myself. I met amazing people in um, the wellness and well-being space from gurus to shamans to spiritual advisors to yogis. 
Um, I myself have become a Reiki master through that time. And it really was my own journey of recovering from burnout. Everything that I learned over the years, what makes a great leader paired with all of the lessons and insights that came from this deep spiritual journey and wellness practice that I've married together. And that's why I started Raising Beauty to help people who are just, I know are going through the same things. I look around and I look at my old colleagues and I look at my community and I look at my neighbors. Um, Everyone is just chasing a level of success that's supposed to promise joy and freedom and the good life. And the truth is they're being left running on empty and living on empty, feeling depleted. And Raising Beauty is really there to help people turn that around and reclaim the joy that's really inherently theirs in the first place. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And a couple of pointers that I took from this is your kid. Oh my God. That is amazing because I just had somebody um, a week ago and she was talking about how mother guilt that we feel guilty, you know, not being around our kids or not pursuing our career because we wanted to do so much in one very short amount of time. And like you said, just check off your list every day, every week. And it's like so much pressure. So that's very good point that you said that. And the other thing you said, like, you know, when we feel when we're so stressed and running, 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 some people feel like they're accomplishing something. They see a progress, but it's not. It's the opposite of that. It is. It's so the opposite, right? Right. Um, It's just a false sense of accomplishment and a false sense of progress. Um, Just because you're checking boxes doesn't mean that you're actually showing up in your fullest potential in this world. Yeah, because you know what? We were raised like that. We were told that, you know, the more you do, the more you do, the better it is. You're going to accomplish everything. Work hard to make money. Money doesn't grow on the trees. Uh, You know, take care of your family, take care of mom, especially moms. They wear like 20 hats and they do everything. And you said you got divorced. I'm sorry about that. But I've been single mom all my life. Almost like, you know, like I, when I got married, I had my two kids and I got divorced. And after that, even if you date somebody, even if you go, but it's the responsibility of your kids is on you. Always. And even if the, your partner spend money, give you child support and all that, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You get up three o'clock in the morning to feed them and do this, to take them to school, all of that. It's not the same. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I am very fortunate. I have a very strong partner in my children's father. And so we operate very well together. Great. I think what you're saying is innately just part of our culture and part of beliefs that mothers and women carry within themselves that in order to have more, they need to just keep piling on the responsibility. And they, there's this level of guilt to let certain things go. Um, and that there's the, just this expectation that is put upon us, quite honestly, to be perfect at everything we're trying to do. And it's impossible. It's literally impossible. I hate that word perfect because I'm like, nobody's perfect. We're never going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. So I've interviewed a lot of amazing women, a lot of leaders, a lot of coaches, a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs that are really like going, going very successful. Sometimes they don't know when they're burned out. So what is a burnout? Mm. Yeah, 
This is, this is a great question because, um, you know, if you look at a textbook definition, burnout is defined as mental, emotional, physical stress that is sustained over a long period of time causing exhaustion and fatigue and disconnect. So that's, I guess, the textbook definition of burnout. Burnout is not stress. We need stress. Stress helps us to grow. Right. Um, going through a period of stress and knowing how to prepare for that and navigate through that, that's perfectly okay. Right. Um, the burnout that I help my clients overcome I, is not the same as burnout that's coming from trauma. So I want to make that point very clear too for people who are working in front lines and police officers and military and medical, um, the health industry. I mean, they're seeing traumas that I'm not referring to right now. I'm talking about the mental stress, the emotional stress, the constant output of energy that people are putting into very one-dimensional parts of their lives, most of the time their work, that's preventing them from leading a very diverse and enjoyable life. So what does burnout really look like? Burnout is, um, it's a feeling of apathy. Um, it is a feeling of cynicism, being cynical and negative. It's being short-tempered. It's having a feeling of dread when you're trying to roll out of bed in the morning or on Sunday night when you know that Monday is about to begin. Um, it is a feeling of self-pity. Woe is me, a victim of everything going on in your life. It is an exhaustion that you feel to your bones, right through to the bones, the very essence of who you are. And the thing about it that is so deceiving is that most people will still be showing up at work right. in their best capacity, in their best capacity. And it's that version that I just described that's being revealed at home. Oh, wow. So it's people are releasing because any bit of energy that they have is going to where the biggest demands are. Typically it's their work. And so they're coming home and that version is what's emerging with their significant others or God forbid their children, with themselves, maybe with their friends, they're escaping. So what do people do? They numb out. They just try to escape. They're scrolling on their phones. They're shopping. Um, they're drinking alcohol in the evenings, things like that, right? So that's what burnout feels like. The way it kind of starts is in the behaviors that um, we create or the actions that we take for ourselves. That would mean if you're the person, anyone who's listening, if you're the person who is skipping out on weekend plans or social plans or plans with your friends because you just have too much work to get done, um, you are treating your work with such an extreme level of perfectionism that you are scrutinizing every last decision, every last um, judgment you're making, every last presentation, um, this, these are behaviors that lead to burnout. If you're not creating boundaries for yourself, so if you're allowing meetings just to continuously come on your calendar one after another, after another, after another, yeah, you're gonna get burnt out from that. If you're carrying your phone with you at all times and you're accepting emails and giving permission to be interrupted during your dinners, 
during your weekends, during your vacations. This is the type of behavior and stuff that leads to those feelings and leaving you depleted. But I'm going to go one step further, which is what most people don't recognize is that underneath all of that, the root of all of this is being disconnected from your authentic self. So it's being driven by beliefs that we're holding on to about ourselves or about success or about life in general that are subconsciously directing and dictating how we behave. And through those behaviors, we create an environment that ultimately depletes us. So what do I mean by that? Who, who has ever heard of, if you want something done right, do it yourself? Right, right. Right? Everybody, If right. that is a belief that you're truly holding on to, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Imagine you're going to be the person that is going to do everything, everything. yourself. Right. Um, you just add on all these experiences come to us just through life. And we form these beliefs that slowly disconnect us from our greatest inner power. And that is what actually builds the foundation for burning out. I'm so glad that you said that the belief that, that we have, that you have to do it, if you want to do it right, do it yourself. There's a, some, some people also say that like, you know, okay, so um, my day was hectic. I'm a little stressed. It'll be fine. And every day is like that. They say to themselves that I'm a little stressed or I'm overwhelmed or I'm like, the, the word actually they're saying it is right there. But yeah. like you said, they're not connected within themselves to actually hear it and say, wait a minute, I use this word a lot. Like I use the word that I'm stressed. I am not sleeping as much. I'm constantly working. And then, like you said, I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people, we think that, okay, just a work, you know, it's just a work. We're working, we're working. I'm a mom, you know, being a mom is hard. You know, being a, a wife is hard. We make all these beliefs mm -hmm. that we're supposed to do that. But what's not happening is that you're saying it, you are so unaware of yourself that you're not even listening to the self to say, how many times today I said to myself, I'm a stress. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So um, now if somebody said, okay, I agree with you, Allison, everything that you say is, I, I feel it. What can I do to overcome burnout? Like what is, what, what can we do to overcome it? Like, and just First of all, I think the first step in just overcoming it is admitting that you are burnt out. And nice. Quite honestly, there's just a lot of shame that people still feel to admit that they're burnt out. It's easy to say, oh, I'm stressed. And, you know, that almost is like a badge that you're working through stress and you know how to overcome it and you're still achieving great things. To say you're burnt out, for people I, I work with, they come to me with this feeling of shame that they've had to surrender to something. And I, for anyone listening, I want you to know this, burnout does not mean that you're not capable. It does not mean you are not cut out for success. What it means is that you are listening to your body's cry to reclaim parts of yourself you almost forgot existed. That's what you're doing by admitting that you're burnt out. So that's the first step. And I honestly, it makes my skin cringe when I see self-development courses that treat burnout like it's a time management issue, it's a productivity issue. This is not the case. 
learning time management is not going to solve it. Um, taking a yoga class is not going to solve it. Um, meditating or taking a vacation is not going to solve it. What's going to solve it is getting to the root of what's causing it to begin with, which I just started talking about. And there are two secrets I'm going to share with you about how you get to the root of it before you can start to welcome in any of those self-care practices. And the first one is just building awareness, getting people reconnected with themselves. Um, who were you? Who are you right now before you assumed your title, before you became a parent, before you became a significant other, before you became an adult even? Who are you? Just reconnect with that. Reconnect with how to listen to your body. Reconnect with what you desire for yourself. Just start there. And then what I help people do is build up the courage to even claim it. So building self-confidence and what makes you strong and powerful and unique, helping people understand what their purpose is in this world, helping people use their voice in ways that they haven't before to create an environment that's right for them, um, helping them become more aware of their energy and more control of their energy and how they're extending their energy. Those elements are the groundwork to then start bringing in self-care practices because people need to give themselves the permission to do it. So I would say that's the secret sauce and how I really help people get to that next level. Not only are they recovering from burnout, they're learning how to lead themselves in a way they've never known. And that in turn helps them elevate their level of success to an echelon they've never known. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. You said it right because I've been an entrepreneur all my life. So when I came to this country, I start from the bottom and I, I you know I was start working for other people and I was getting fired so many times because I couldn't speak the language and all that good stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to open my own business so I don't have to get fired. That was the reason I opened my own business. Talk about, <laughs> talk about courage. But, um, so after that, you know, I was, I was successful and I was doing it. Then it got to the point that um, I wanted to change career. Like I wanted to do something else, but still be my own boss. And I have my yeah. own company and I have my own practice. So I start uh, my coaching and I went, you know, got my degrees and all that for it. I started my coaching and I got rid of my other business and I focus on this and I focus on this. So now I'm spending less time on my, my coaching but making the same amount of money and I'm home and I, you know, I do things that I like. So a lot of people, when they saw me, they thought, oh, you're so lazy. Mm. Like you used to work, you know, you used to work so many hours because mm. I, used to, I used to own a restaurant. So they're like, you used to work so many hours. Now, every time you see your home, every time you see you're like on a computer and this, that, it almost make you believe Am I, I'm lazy, you know, like, but it's not yeah. that you're lazy. People don't understand that. And the minute that you take that break and, and achieve what you want, people are like, oh, he's so lazy. Like so they don't do a lot of work and this and that. And people actually judge you for that because you're not working too much. That's right. And sometimes we take it personally like, huh, am I? You question yourself. Am I lazy? Or right. Am I right. supposed to do more? Yeah. That, that is a prime example of a hidden belief. Right. That we hold on to as a society, what our beliefs are about work, work ethic, success, um, you know, recognition, 
these are all beliefs. And if you are a person who believes that taking a break or creating space in your day or leisure in your day is lazy, imagine how their life is going to be dictated by just filling your time with yeah. output and work and execution and performance. What people don't understand in the ancient philosophies of living, there is a yin and a yang, right? There is a masculine and feminine energy, nothing to do with gender, but more to do about execution and creative and recovery. And those two energies need to be in play with one another to right. create the right balance. But we are in a society, in a culture, where we are constantly reinforced and constantly recognized by how much we can produce. And pushing in that energy constantly is what burns people you know, not to get off the subject, but um, I I read a lot of new books that's coming in, like you said about this. You know, self because it's my job, so I'm a coach. I need to know what yeah. is what's new in the thing. But I always tell my kids, and I always think about it. Like I grew up in a country that was very, very poor, right? Very poor, and we have very little. So we were walking, we were eating vegetable, we couldn't afford the meat. Uh, you know, woman would like raise childrens, and you know. Everything they were doing, it was always active. You were very connected within yourself. So like you said, you know, you, I know you do meditation and you're doing uh, Ricky uh, a practice, but that was part of our religion. It was literally, you have to take time and sit quiet your mind. You know, it was part of that quiet your mind and some type of prayer, some type of sitting quietly, some type of, a, you know, having a tea time or whatever it was. It was almost like a mandatory in your life to do. And now every book that I read and every article that comes out, literally taking that and bringing it back from long time ago, hey, this is how humans supposed to be. You're not supposed to run 100 miles an hour and do everything all over and over and over. And with, like you said, with the social media, a lot of people like they're eating dinner and they're on their phone and they're like you said, answering, you know, yes. emails and stuff. We're not even connecting with one another. The truth is there's so much to learn from nature. The rhythms of nature are really the rhythms. We are part of nature. We are nature. Yeah. We're part of nature's energy. And if we follow the rhythms of nature to watch how the seasons change, how day goes to night, what happens um, to the vegetation, to the animals, how they react in nature, right. we need to be taking cues for that too. I know that sounds woo-woo when people are going to roll their eyes and we're like, who is this chick that you're talking to today? Yeah. But the truth is, even if you pay attention to the seasons in winter, everything goes dormant and it's time to reflect. When right. summer comes, now is the time to get creative. Life is awakening. You come into fall, there's a harvest. This is now the fruits of all the labor. And if we just watch that seasonal energy, just that alone, um, we can learn so much and just reconnect to it and apply it to the way we're living and leading our lives. Actually, the, the part that you said that, but no, a lot of my listeners are really love to hear because almost everybody that I have in my show is that they're talking about, they're talking about the season, you know, even oh, the psychoactic, yeah, you're not the only one, but Good. I had somebody um, that was talking about when to plan on launch your course and when to get married and when to like, based on this, based on based on this, uh, you know, a season, based on where you are, based on all of that. And like you said, 
not everybody, but some, it's, it's just a new language to a lot of people because yes. we're running, running, running. So when you say that to them, some people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't believe in that, that stuff. But it really does matter. It matters that you it have to listen matter. to yourself. Yeah. And I love it. We talk about it like it's new language. I mean, this is, this is language that existed far before us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And some people are just think that, oh, no, I'm too busy for that. But if yes. you say that to yourself, then you're doing the opposite of it, you know? It's right. It's so true. And that's what I talk about all the time. So you're not the only one. No, oh, we, we're together. Yeah. See, that's why yeah. I wanted to have you here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So don't think that you're the only one saying that. Almost everybody, every coach, every uh, thought leaders, they always say the same thing that connect yeah. with your body, you know? Like, yeah, so you, for sure. I know you had a... Um, spiritual journey and that's what made you who you are you realize that i am yeah. important i am first i am my, i'm the universe i am the universe yeah, without so you nothing exists i don't care what the world right. looks like what people do how successful or poor or how hungry they are you are here to witness that without you nothing exists that's correct that's what that's i say right. to the people yeah so the universe is in you you not in the universe the universe is in you Correct. Because without you, you can't experience anything. That's it. Right? We are we are the universe. We are the universe. Yes, absolutely. So how to get over some of the stress, emotional issues on the people that are wanted to grow their business or wanted to just relax and being with your family. But they yeah. feel like, yeah, you said, I'm I'm so glad that you differentiate the stress between what kind of stress you have to know that you have in order to understand what it is. Right. So, you know what, here's the thing about stress. It, it's inevitable. We are living a human experience. This is part of the human experience. I think in our world, we are conditioned to push stressful emotions aside and we, to fight being negative and we wanna be positive. So we're trying to push that away, sweep it under the rug and grab for more positive energy. And the truth is, um, I think it's important just to honor wherever you are in this moment. And if you are having a stressful day, sit with it. Just sit with it and allow it and acknowledge it. Uh -huh. By acknowledging it, you actually bring peace around it and you're able to let it go um, much quicker than, you know, if you're trying to ignore it. Mm you know, and just work past it and with blinders on, keep going. So a couple of things that I typically do when I am feeling stressed is I try to pay attention to what triggered me in the first place. So understanding what your triggers are and then really sitting with it to understand what's underneath the trigger. So why? Why did I get triggered about that? Your body will answer you. And why was that? And why was that? and your body will continue to answer until you hit a nerve. And what you're finding inside of you is a hidden belief, something you're holding on to. So I'll give, I'll give you an example. I have a 16 year old son, butt heads quite often these days. And um, you know, it, it's enough, it can bring so much anger out of me. And one day I just sat down, why am I so angry? Oh my gosh, because he is just not listening. Well, why, why are you getting angry if he's not listening? because I'm watching him make choices that are not in his best interest. Well, why does that make you angry? Well, because it means I'm not doing a good mother's, uh, good job as a mother. And why will that make you angry? Because then it means I was meaningless. Wow. 
Wow. And then you get to what's really being triggered inside right. of you, right? And so when you understand that, then you can sit with it and just let it pass, let the energy pass through you and let that go. Because obviously when that comes up, you look at it and you know it's not true, but it's something in there that you could be holding on to for that moment. So I do that. And the other thing which you spoke about so eloquently about just taking time to connect back to yourself or connect back with nature. So in that case, I would say just taking a quiet pause, um, practicing mindfulness, even if it's just five minutes, get inside of your body just to do a check-in, a temperature check of your body. How is my body feeling? All of it. Um, sit outside in nature if you can for five minutes and just connect with the environment in nature. Just doing that consistently creates space for it and gets you out of your head and really into your body and your heart. Um, and by doing that, you're creating just an energy flow in you that where you might have ideas that come more quickly, um, feelings of power that come more quickly, feelings of confidence that come more quickly without having to think about it or do anything really about it. Right, right. Awareness and listening to your body is very, very important, which a lot of us are missing. Like you said, we just like angry at something and we're like, well, it's my son, it's this, it's that. But if you go back to the root of the problem, why is that? You know, the shame of like, oh, I'm not a good mother. A lot of people walking around thinking that their kid's mistake is her mistake by not being a good mother, which is not true. It's just, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you got to go back to the root. Like you said, you can go on vacation, you can drink, you can do whatever, but after all those things is done, it comes back. The best way to do it is to go to the root of the problem. Take some time and say, you know what? Actually prepare your brain. That's what I teach. I always, I always say that prepare your brain. Say, listen, I'm going to take two days or three days. We're going to find out what's going on here. That's right. And then your brain actually will go deep and then said, and you remember yes. things, you feel things. Sometimes people cry when I do that with them. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. It, sometimes people cry and it's like, sometimes, you know, a lot of people that my clients, they said like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even know. It was like, almost like a, I didn't even think this thing causes this. Right. You know? So I'm glad you said it because a lot of people think it's like a, a right on the surface today. What I see, that's what I believe, but it's more deeper than that. And yes. if you really listen to your mind, body, and soul, to connect your mind, body, and soul is a whole different level than to just say, okay, well, I feel better. I had a glass of wine. I feel better. No, it's going to come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. Yes. We trick ourselves. We trick Definitely. Ourselves all these things. Yeah. Girl, I've done that. You've done oh, that. We all have yes. done it. You know? We have. I mean, I was, I was drinking a glass of wine every night and I was like, tomorrow I'm going to stop. Tomorrow, the next day, I'm like, oh, will you just stop? <laughs> So um, there's no shame here. Like you said, there's no shame. Yeah. It's never too late to sit back and look at your life. And I teach, what I teach is that listen to your mind, to your body, and what does your soul yeah. guide you? What does it say to you? Right. And then you get the answer. And it's sometimes so the, the answer is not good, but hey, the sooner you but take care of it. But it's the truth. You find yeah. the truth by looking within. Okay, so what is next for Raising Beauty? Like oh, what my gosh. 
Well, first of all, I just want to go back to something you said a little earlier about your listeners and, and yourself and how you are within a community of people who are really embracing mind, body, and soul and who are connecting with nature and know that these philosophies exist. I honestly think that more and more people are craving this, but when they hear it discussed, especially in a corporate environment, it feels so foreign. And so um, there's so much resistance around it because it doesn't feel like typical conversations that take place in those settings. Yet behind the scenes and inside each one of us, there's something craving it, right? So there is that craving for more connection, more love, more intuition, more inner wisdom, more adventure, more fun. Um, and these are the people that I love meeting and working with. So a couple of things that have just been on my mind. Number one, I'm, this summer I'm going to start digging in to write a book just taking people through um, my own experiences, the experiences of my clients um, within the framework of the course that I offer. So that's exciting. But the other thing that I too am craving is just connecting with people again after being in a pandemic. And so I keep imagining what a retreat destination would look like for Raising Beauty, where that would be set up. Somehow I think it's in the Catskills somewhere, I don't know. But um, so that's, that's super exciting, maybe on the horizon. And for now, I just continue to work with people in um, a 12 week program privately. So we do that one-on-one. -on -one. This summer I'm launching a one month masterclass. So that is for people who are looking for an intense, um, an intense experience to help break free from burnout. And once a month, I offer free workshops. So the first Friday of every month, I invite people into the community and we just workshop together and we talk about subjects that are important for um, overcoming burnout, reclaiming joy, reclaiming um, strong leadership. And that's it. Well, first of all, congratulations on your book. I can't wait to uh, see yeah. it and I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I just feel compelled to storytell. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, and the truth is we all have a story to tell, don't we? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, we sure do. Everyone has a story. Everyone has ups and downs. Everybody been through something. But my, my purpose to bring you here and this podcast is to kind of tell people don't be afraid to talk about yourself. Don't be afraid oh to yes. connect with yourself. Don't because a lot of time people feel very unconnected with themselves, but they feel unusual. They feel sad. They feel stressed. They feel tired. They're depressed, but they're embarrassed to talk about it because it's just me. So I bring an amazing people like yourself to talk about and say, Hey, no, we've been through that. Oh yeah. We've been through that. We passed it. We're fine. We're doing okay. There's no shame to that. The more you talk about it, the better it is because you're going to hear other people's stories. And it was like, wow, you know what? I can relate to that. So yes. like I told you, I had an episode that the, the mom was talking about the about guilt, uh, mom guilt. There's so many people respond to that. Oh my God, I'm so glad yeah. you mentioned that because I feel like that. I feel like that I constantly have to do to be a great mother. Yeah. But great mother for who? Right. Who you want a great mother for? Because the definition of a great mother is coming from 
your culture, it's coming from your yes. background, it's coming from the society, or you actually want a certain way, your way to be a good mother. That's right. And 99% of the time, it's because of the society. Right. It's because of the culture. It's because yes. of all of that. Yes. And those are the beliefs that we start to embrace and we hold on to and they become part of our subconscious that just drive all of our behaviors. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned the other thing that, you know, like you can do yoga, you can go to Pilates class, you can exercise, you can eat healthy, but it still doesn't help you. It's a temporary help. It just release some, uh, uh, some yeah. of your anger or some of your right. stress but it will come back unless you are not aware of it. You're not realizing what causes this to go to the root of the problem and say, you know what? I'm just going to face it. I'm just going to face it. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to face it. I'm going to see where is it coming from. And then I start building from there. And if you have any problem, contact Allison because she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes. And she works and, and understanding from other people's perspective to see it together. And that's why they need you to see and realize what am I missing in my life? And then when they tell you the story, you, you see the breaking connection between yeah. everything. Yeah. The, the saddest thing is going through life feeling that you cannot live with joy or that joy was meant for you in another lifetime. My the truth my is my it was my. meant for this lifetime. Yeah. And there are ways to live it. You're living proof of it. Yes. There are ways to live with it, but it requires self-awareness. It requires some courage building to make those bold decisions to actually honor yourself enough to give yourself permission to live it. People ask me all the time. They're like, how do you come over? To I, I tell you at the time when um, I was really young, my kids were young when I got divorced and I literally left with $100 in my pocket, nothing else on the street. So that's a, that's a longer story. I mean, you're going to discuss it some other time, but uh, I didn't do yoga. I didn't do no eating healthy. I didn't have a food to eat. You know, I didn't go to the gym. <laughs> I couldn't do any of that. You, but I, what I did was, like you said, change my belief. Yes. I changed my belief. I said, you know what? I was married because it was arranged marriage because my mother wants me to be, have this big house and all of this and all that. I didn't want any of those. Okay. I changed my belief. And that's how I became successful. And when I say I successful, I really, really, really yeah. created a life that I wanted. Right. And some people see it might like, like it and might not like it, but something that was good for me and for my kids. Yeah. And that's success to me. When you're comfortable with yourself, when you have joy in your life, when you are understanding, when you help others, that is life. And I created that by simply changing my beliefs. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people are like, okay, well, I have to have this spiritual journey to do that. Do I have to? No, you just realize what's coming from you and what are you functioning from society expectation? Right. That's exactly it. In a yeah. nutshell, it really is. It's that simple of a concept, hard to get there sometimes. And, um, but yeah, that is, it's just changing that belief. I had a woman who I worked with I mean, if you saw her resume accomplished, like you couldn't believe her very first words to me were, I can't, I'm actually going to read it right from here. I can't do every little thing my heart wants to do. Uh, Why not? Was my question right, to her. Right, right. Why not? And I did not let go of it until we answered that together. And you're right. By just digging a little bit. Yeah. She 
uncovered what was holding her back. Why would you go through life believing? I can't just do any little thing my heart wants to do, right? Yeah, I heard a lot of those. And uh, thank you for being there to help them. Thank you for Thank you so much for having me. You are a firecracker and a force to be reckoned with, Valerie. I just love being here. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad you took the time and come here and share with us your story, your experience, and how you created this amazing program to help others. I think that's very honoring and admiring. So thank you so much for being here. Listeners, I tell them to go find you. I'm going to have a link in the bottom of this episode. Find her, connect with her. She's amazing. And if you think that you don't know why you stress or why you burned out or simply feeling that you're not living your life and not doing those little things that your heart desire, then she's the girl for you. Find Allison and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I really appreciated it.